All right, welcome to Deep Condition Combos, everybody. I am your host, Shakita. And as you guys know, this is a safe space where we talk about Black hair care and Black girl problems. And I am joined today by a very special guest, Miss Tanya Lane. And she is the owner and operator of Curly Chemistry. Hi, Tanya. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Thank you so much for being up here. So a Curly Chemistry, can mm -hmm. you tell us, tell us a little bit about what you do and what's behind Curly Chemistry? Yes, definitely. So where do I start? So <laughs> so basically, um, I am a cosmetic chemist um, and mm -hmm. basically specialize in natural hair care. And I created a platform called Curly Chemistry. And really mm -hmm. it caters to not only just consumers who are like, hey, I'm trying to figure out my hair, but, uh, right. but it also caters to entrepreneurs as well who want to start hair care lines. And I saw that there was a gap in the beauty mm -hmm. space industry when it came to education. You know, mm -hmm. we have a lot of, you know, stylists and like how to braid your hair and how to install a weave. Yeah. But I felt like that science of hair care and yeah. understanding of hair and the ingredients that we're putting in our hair, I felt like there was a huge gap there. So mm -hmm. I was able to create Curly Chemistry to help fill in that gap. And it's been almost three years now. And it's been a blessing to not only myself, but also serving my community as well. Whoa, that's awesome. And I agree with you. Yes, there is a, there is a gap. There is a disconnect where it's like, okay, if you don't know how to cornrow, you know, you, there, you can go to YouTube for that, or you can go to a style for that. If you don't know how to flat twist, if you don't know how to do certain styles, but the idea of how you can promote health while having these styles uh, definitely is missing. Mm -hmm, so, so tell me this, when you think about um, black hair and the, the science of it, like, what does that mean? What does that entail? Because I, I don't think that that's something that is commonly discussed in our community about our hair. We, we will discuss hairstyles, but we don't discuss the science of our hair. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's so complex when it comes to our hair in general, you know? So when I think about the science of black hair, I think yeah. about the uniqueness of our structure, you know, how, yeah. how our curl pattern varies, you know? Um, yeah. I think about how some products work for us and some products that do not work for us. You know, I think about the different techniques and the different methods and how this butter versus this oil and whatnot. So I think about all the things, not just like the differences when it comes to our texture, but also how the makeup of our cuticle, you know, like the protecting wow. layer, that outer layer yeah. of our hair. You know, yes. I think about, like I said, different ingredients that are compatible with our hair. So it's so much to it. And honestly, I feel like, there's not a ton of like research done on our hair. A yeah. lot of times when you do research in hair care in general, you'll see more, mm -hmm. hmm, you'll see more on like Asian hair, Caucasian, yeah. the, like yeah. mainly, but not so much on our hair. So I do feel like even though there is work that I'm doing with curly chemistry, I do feel like there mm -hmm. is more work needed, especially on the yeah. science and the chemistry and biology of our hair. So I'm hoping that with mm -hmm. the movement, you know, of the natural mm -hmm. hair industry, that it's getting the ears of scientists to do more work when it comes to our hair. So, yeah. Yes. You made a, a really strong point there. So something that I've learned uh, is 
that in cosmetology school, uh, a lot of times, you know, stylists that I've met or people that are pursuing their cosmetology license, they will inform me that, you know, the book is, is very much science-based, but when it comes to um, black girl hair, black and brown hair, or textured <laughs> hair, that mm -hmm. there is nothing mm. in the book. And so mm. you learn, you know, the techniques, you learn the science around how to do color or how to do um, certain, I guess, skills, but mm -hmm. you really have to go out and um, pursue that knowledge as far as dealing with um, black, black girl's hair or textured hair. And I thought mm. that was really interesting. Mm -hmm, absolutely. Really mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, I do not know what the percentage is, but I feel very confident saying that um, Black women, especially that we have a, a pretty good percentage as far as that hair care and beauty industry. I'm going to have to look that up just for my own <laughs> interest. And so I guess from, you know, knowing that, right, feeling confident with that, I was really shocked to, to see like, oh, but y'all don't have anything in the book. Well, like you said, behind, with scientists being behind it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So you are a uh, formally trained chemist. Mm -hmm. So ju I'm just curious about that. So one, I think that's really cool to see um, Black women in science. So tell me, uh, give me a little bit about that background or what, what led you to, to that career? Absolutely. So it, it all, it really kind of started back in high school for me. Mm -hmm. uh, my junior, senior year of high school, around this time, you are, like, you are thinking about what am I going to major in in college, right? right? And right. during that time was the first time I took a chemistry class and I was actually really good at it. And I'm like, okay, maybe I can do this. And um, at that time, I thought I wanted to become a pharmacist because yeah. when you become a pharmacist, you come out making at least six figures. So it made sense yep. to me financially, you know? Right. Um, mm -hmm. I got into college, started studying chemistry, and it wasn't until like my junior year that I realized mm -hmm. like, I don't want to be a pharmacist. Like, I don't want to, like, yes, the pay is great, but I'm yeah. more concerned about, will I love the work that I'm doing? And yeah. a part of my whole mission is to encourage people to do what they love, to do what they're passionate about, because that's mm -hmm. what you're really get to shine in that space you know mm -hmm. so thankfully um I was able to not only get my degree in chemistry but it gave right. me time um to also get my master's and while I'm getting my master's right. in chemistry that gave me time to learn more about what do I really want to do you know and then I don't even know how it really happened but around this time I'm on YouTube not really talking about mm -hmm. the science of hair I'm just talking about like this product is so great da, 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 da. I yeah. love this product and then it just hit me that hair and science it goes together you know so yeah. after you know going on Google University and looking yep. up different papers, <laughs> you know I discovered cosmetic chemistry so after I got my degree did some networking landed my first mm -hmm. job as a cosmetic chemist and as a cosmetic chemist, basically our job is right. to develop hair care products, skincare mm -hmm. products, like any type of like beauty product that you have in your bathroom in your home mm -hmm. was developed by a chemist. And it takes chemistry mm -hmm. to figure out what ingredients are compatible with each other to give this result, whether it's softer hair or shinier hair, you know, so a lot yeah. of science is behind this. So long story short, that's kind of what I was doing and um, yeah. actually January of this year, I decided to leave the lab to focus more so on my brand. Wow. So basically taking all that knowledge and information and doing it full time and serving my community. Mm. 
So, yeah. Mm. Well, uh, first, I want to say thank you for what you do, um, because we, we do need more people in this field to kind of be like, hey, again, there is a science behind this. There, there is a connection between the items you choose and how it reacts to your hair. Um, and secondly, I think that's a, a beautiful story, right? Like you said, you were into, you said cosmetics, so you're doing cosmetic chemistry. And then that mm -hmm. kind of guided you to be like, okay, let's look into this area and really mm -hmm. going out and educating the masses, educating the community. Yeah. Um, so let me, let me ask you this. I know that um, your, your clientele is, is women. Can you tell yeah. me, um, what kind of services have women come to you about? I guess what kind of challenges have they come to you about and um, what services do you offer to assist them? Yeah, so the biggest challenge, honestly, I would say the, I would say the top three challenges. Number one is just not understanding their hair. You know, like, why is my hair so dry? Why is my hair breaking? Why is my hair not growing? You know, yeah. why? Just why, yeah. you know? And then the other mm -hmm. part is, what is this ingredient? What's the best ingredient mm. for my hair? Is this product okay? Is this a bad product? You know, what ingredient yeah. should I look for to have softer hair? You know, so that's the second piece. And then the third piece is, hey, I want to start a hair care line. I don't know where to start. Who do I work with? You know, what are the pitfalls I need to know to avoid them? You know, so with those three challenges, I've been able to create solutions to make this journey a lot easier. So for the hair care um, concerns and the ingredient concerns, you know, I have different eBooks, like resources nice. full of people information to help women and men too, you know, understand their mm -hmm. hair and the mm -hmm. ingredients, you know, and then I also... Yeah. And then I also um, offer one-on-one -on -one hair care advice consultations as well, where I can work with you to figure out personally what your challenges are, create a regimen for you, product suggestions, all the things. And then, I'm yeah. And, and then for the third piece, you know, for the entrepreneur, you know, I do consultations to help get them connected to manufacturers and vendors and suppliers, and even help them with formula development as um, like overall as well. So a lot of solutions here with Curly Chemistry, but it's definitely um, rewarding for me to see your, your, how can I say, your audience, you know, go from one stage to the next stage, you know, mm -hmm. so it's exciting. No, that does sound exciting. It also sounds like a labor of love because um, it, it sounds like for each, each of these categories, so yeah. you said one was um, you know, what's going on, right? Or trying to understand their hair. Um, then mm -hmm. another one is, okay, here are some solutions or a regimen. And then the other one is, okay, you're an entrepreneur and you want to look into starting um, a hair care line. And you, mm -hmm. you know, my values, I'm all about credibility, making sure it's reliable. And so they can come to you for all of that. So that definitely sounds like, you know, again, a labor of love on your part so that you can offer these, these solutions mm -hmm. to people that yeah. come to you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> okay, I salute. <laughs> I salute. Now, um, you're sitting here in front of me, uh, a beautiful mm -hmm. Black woman as well, and I'm noticing your healthy hair. So can you tell, tell us a little bit about your hair journey? Um, mm -hmm. Have you always been natural or um, just tell us what your experience has been as far as learning your hair and managing it? Yeah. And I love the fact that you just said learning your hair. That's mm -hmm. the key word there. Cause we, yeah. like, 
it's a, and I always tell my, I always tell my community, this is a journey, number one, yeah. also it's a relationship. And I mm -hmm. think that's the piece that's missing. You know, if you have a relationship with your hair, it makes the journey so much easier, you know, yeah. like, yes, we'll have some setbacks. I've had setbacks, you know, but in the setback, you learn the lesson. You learn like, oh, I can't do that no more with my hair. Let me, yeah. you know, do something different, you know? So for that's me, um, my journey, I started off relaxed. I think my first relaxer was maybe at 10 or 11, somewhere around there. And then I decided to transition natural in 2014, like around there. Oh. Okay. Um, and at first, it was definitely a transition for me because now I'm like, once again, I have to relearn my hair. I knew my yeah. hair all my life as a relaxed woman, but now I'm like, I got these kinks, I got these curls, I got these coils that I have to learn how to manage, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. I had to learn how to, I had to relearn how to comb my hair. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, I had to learn that lesson. So I was like, oh, <laughs> I had to relearn how to wash my hair, how yes. to decondition my hair. It's like a whole thing. And mm -hmm. I think that's part of the, the challenging part that sometimes women give up on, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and I think sometimes we go in thinking like, oh, it's going to be easy. Like I was relaxed, but then it's like, no, like our texture is so unique mm -hmm. and we have to change mm -hmm. the wording. We can't say bad hair or, yeah. you know, challenging hair. No, our hair is very unique. It can do so many right. things. You think mm -hmm. someone's hair is like this short until they stretch it. Now it's down here. Right. Because that's shrinking. Absolutely. So for me, like I said, I just had to relearn so much. And I also mm -hmm. had to learn to be patient with my hair. You can say that again. Yes. Okay. Patient. Yes. patient. And one, one tip I always tell my community is that when you detangle your hair, because typically mm -hmm. in, the, in the detangling process, uh, we can experience a lot of damage, a lot of breakage, if we're not properly detangling our hair. Mm -hmm. I always tell them when you detangle your hair, make sure you do it when you are in a good mood. Do not yes. detangle your hair when you're tired, when you're upset, when mm. you are in a rush, because you're not going to take mm. your time. You're going to be like, mm. you know, do it. and they say, you know, you got these setbacks and breakage, you know what I'm saying? So these are like different things I had to learn um, in yeah. the beginning. Yeah. yeah. In the beginning, I did a lot of um, washing goes, a lot of braided outs, a lot of twist outs, a lot of buns, you know, just simple hairstyles. And I learned that over time, you know, I had to change some things up. Like now yeah. I don't want to do wash and goes anymore. Um, yeah. At one point they were causing breakage to my hair, you know? So mm -hmm. I had to learn like certain things that worked in one season may not work in the next season. And that's okay, yeah. you know? Yeah. So I think just paying mm -hmm. attention to what my hair likes and doing more of that helped my hair to flourish the most. And also embracing protective styles as well, you know? Yeah. That's big yeah. too. Oh yeah, yeah. You took the words right out of my mouth, <laughs> protective styles. Um, and you know, that's where my hair care journey, but I, I think in general that we need to understand just the, the value of a protective style and, and making sure it's done appropriately. Um, you know, because some protective style, if it's too tight, y'all take it out. It's not out. protecting anything. causing <laughs> um, more harm. Um, and another thing you talked about is your mood. Like, I, I really love that you said that because I don't, I don't think that that's talked about enough. It's like, yes, you have to have patience. 
you have to learn your hair and you have to love yourself and your hair enough to be like, you know what, maybe, maybe today is the day that I'm going to put a scarf on or, you know, like a cute hair wrap because I don't mm-hmm. have the capacity to do this. And you, and you know, you can do that. And I, and I do want to tell women, like, make sure you put some protective on over it before you put that on. I know most of us know that, but I'm still saying it because mm-hmm. it's just good to share the wealth. Um, but um, I had to learn that too. Like, I can't be in a rush and do my hair. I don't, mm-hmm. I, if I can't, if I don't have time now, I romanticize everything about hair day, everything about wash day. I might, let me get my favorite meal and find my mm-hmm. favorite Netflix show, or <laughs> you know, um, because I want to take time and I want to feel proud about my hair when I'm done with it. And I think that's so important. And it's self-care too. Yes, it is. Like I feel yeah. self-care is such a trending topic, um, mm-hmm. which is good, but I also mm-hmm. think we should also include that as our wash day. Like our wash day is self-care for mm-hmm. us, you know? So like you said, you know, just 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 having, just, just, just setting it up, whether it's like you yep. said, your favorite meal and your Netflix mm-hmm. or whatever, like make it fun, make it a thing so that you look forward to it. Cause once again, it's a relationship, you know, maybe, maybe treat it like a date night, you know, yeah. like you get excited yeah. about it and whatnot, like let your wash day be your date night with your hair. Okay. I like that. Too. I like that. Yeah. I get, I mean, I love spoiling myself anyway, but yes, when, whenever it's hair day, I'm like, let's go ahead and run to this grocery store. Let's go ahead and get all our products and whatever styles we want to and it is I, I find that it's actually really fun um because I'm again learning more about my hair I'm learning the relationship I'm learning like okay this this doesn't work for her I don't have a name for my hair yet but I'm learning like I'm like oh people have names for their hair I should find one that fits her um but but again like it is fun and it is enjoyable um and one thing that I noticed about your platform is you said all hair is good hair and I really love that um, because it is like long, short, in between, locked, relaxed, all hair is mm-hmm. good hair. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Um, so tell me a little bit about this as far as um, maintaining healthy hair. What are just some of the essential things that, um, that we should know to maintain healthy hair? Maintain. Yeah. I mean, I would say... The biggest thing is consistency. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think that's the missing piece. I think mm-hmm. people get excited about wanting to have healthier hair, but they don't stick with the routine or the regimen. So the first thing I'm going to say is consistency because I can give the best tips all day, but if mm-hmm. you're not going to be consistent with it, you're not going to see the results that you're looking for, you know? So that's number one yeah. is key. Mm-hmm. The second thing I would say is, understand that our hair naturally is just prone to dryness you know and that's because of the once again the unique texture and the pattern of our hair so with that being said one thing I talk about a lot on my channel is that we all have a moisture cycle Mm -hmm. and a moisture cycle is how long it takes for your hair to become dry so let's say like for okay so, so for example me my moisture cycle is every two days Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when I moisturize my hair, let's say on Sunday, if I don't re-moisturize my hair by Tuesday, my hair is going to be dry. I can't go too long. You know what I'm saying? Or once again, my hair is going to be dry. So my cycle is a two-day cycle. So every two days I'm re-moisturizing my hair, you know? So 
I think that's going to be key, not only for preventing breakage, but also just manageability and the softness and also the length retention that we're looking for. Um, mm. I also encourage people to uh, do, of course, if you're going to shampoo your hair, make sure it's with a hydrating or moisturizing shampoo. Mm. Um, I also recommend doing, of course, conditioning afterwards. I think doing deep conditioning at mm-hmm. least once a month yeah. is ideal because that yeah. extra nourishment that's inside that deep conditioner is going to help your hair tremendously. Um, another piece of advice I would say is try to minimize heat. Uh, heat itself isn't like bad, but it's like how you how you use the heat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Don't yeah. use too high of a heat setting. I always tell people a good sweet spot is between 325 and maybe 375 mm-hmm. Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. Don't go over 375 and definitely don't and definitely don't do 400 because at that point you're asking for heat damage, you know? Um, and if you want to use heat, use a heat protectant always. Mm-hmm. It's just mm-hmm. a non-negotiable there. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I would say is um, scalp massages are amazing, especially if hair growth is the goal, because you want to get that blood flow circulating on the scalp. Um, that'll help tremendously. And also that'll help with preventing a dry scalp. And you can take mm-hmm. any type of like nourishing oil, um, jojoba oil, avocado oil, grapeseed oil, you know, choose one of those on the balls of your fingers and just kind of massage yourself. Mm -hmm. And that can be a part of your nighttime routine as well. You know, we like at night, we take a shower, we brush Mm -hmm. our teeth, you know, Mm -hmm. also make scalp massaging or even your moisturizing session based off your moisture cycle, your nighttime routine. And once again, just being consistent. And then the last thing I will say, which is really big is hair care Yes, it's external, but it's also internal as well. Mm-hmm. You know, yes. So make, yes. So make sure you are drinking a lot of water. You know, be mindful not to have too much fried foods. Mm-hmm. You know, too much processed food because all of these things lead to inflammation within the body. Yeah. And believe it or not, um, one of the causes of alopecia is inflammation. So mm-hmm. by you. Yeah. So by you cutting back on those foods and eating more yeah. healthier fats, like salmon, yeah. for example, cooking with olive oil, getting more fruits and salads and veggies, you know, like all of that's going to help tremendously, not only with like your body health, but also your yeah. hair, your scalp as well. So that's my little curly chemistry spiel, I would say. <laughs> no, I, I love that. I mean, you you said so many gems. Uh, one, I, I want to endorse that. Like, yes, it's also what you are in, ingesting, what you're taking in. Um, I have just tried different diets, just again, for fun, honestly. And I noticed that when I was on a strictly vegan diet, my mm-hmm. hair, my hair changed tremendously. Um, you know, and it was just kind of like, ooh, like it's it really is what you eat. And it's because I was <laughs> taking in more of those veggies. I was, you know, I wasn't um eat drinking milk, which I don't do dairy anyway when it comes to milk, but dairy, like really, like if people ever like just take a diet a break from it, they're gonna notice a lot of things with their body. Um I believe it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and even like you said, like I, I think working out, even though I know it's not necessarily connected to our hair, it's like, yes, like what you do, um, like how you, I guess, devote time or that self care, like it does have an impact on your hair. We are what we eat. And I love my community, but, but yes, like, you know, we definitely have to like take a different approach to food 
um, and think about like how it's going to impact not just us internally, but also, like you said, our hair. Um, mm -hmm. You made a good point about deep conditioning. So you said once a month, I do want to ask, like, so can you over condition or can you do too much deep conditioning when it comes um, to your routine? Yeah, great question. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, it really depends on the hair type. So for example, like if someone who has like really damaged hair, mm -hmm. you know, they can benefit from that added deep conditioner, you know, um, especially if their hair is like severely dry, they can mm -hmm. deep condition, you know, three, like three or two times a month, you know, to see yeah. improvement. for someone who has like normal hair, like not too much going on, they can get away with once a month deep conditioning without a problem. But either way, mm -hmm. I would say somewhere in that four week time, do a good deep conditioner um, yeah. to make it even better, you know, incorporate yeah. like a steamer, you know, or some type of heat mm -hmm. for deeper penetration into the cuticle of your hair. But yeah, I mean, deep conditioning is essential for sure. No, I love that. You also mentioned oils, which I, in my personal opinion and experience, like we take oils for granted. Um, I uh, have learned I like to do a clay mask on my hair every so often and I'll put a little oil in there like some people don't put oil I'm like no no put some oil in there so yes. it can have a little more slip um, I saw on one of your videos that you even talked about like thinking of you know when you're doing shampoo or conditioner not to put it in a bottle but you said like hey put it in, like in your the hand so mm -hmm. when you're washing your hair in and I just think again like we can't be sleeping on these oils y'all like we we need to use oil for our hair it's a sealant and it just has a lot more benefits to it. It does, it does. I mean, cause I, I, if you think about it, the, the cuticle of our hair, like the actual biology of our hair, mm -hmm. it's in a sense made up of oil. It's lipophilic, meaning it's oil loving. And mm. oil, like there's, there's so many benefits to it. Number one, it helps tremendously with moisture retention. Um, it ensures that whatever moisture is inside the cuticle won't escape because the oil helps to protect it. But I do want to clarify that oils do not block moisture from getting yes. in, but do protect mm -hmm. what's inside the cuticle, you know? Um, and it also helps with making the hair more manageable and softer. Um, it's just so many great benefits to oil. And I mean, yeah, I love it. Yeah, no, no same. And, and I know that um, one of your specialties is like you can help people differentiate between which oil may be more beneficial for their, um, their hair texture versus which one is like, you know, it's nothing wrong with it, but it just may not be a benefit to you. So, um, mm -hmm. you know, you guys, if you are interested in learning more about your hair, make sure you reach out to her about just these ingredients, because I think, I think that's really, really cool. Um, uh, a question I have, or I thought I'm having is, what are some of the misconceptions, right? Because, you know, natural hair is now becoming more um, popular, it's becoming more uh, accepted um, mm -hmm. in mainstream. So what are some of these misconceptions people have around like how to take care of their hair? Yeah, that's a, that's a loaded question. Oh, <laughs> I would okay. say, okay. I would say uh, the biggest one right now is like the whole oil topic, you know, mm -hmm. like there are some people saying that oils and butters are bad. 
for our hair and we shouldn't use them. And, you know, they, once again, they block moisture from getting to the hair. And Mm -hmm. as I just mentioned a few minutes ago, that is completely false. Um, Once again, oils do a great job at locking in that moisture, you know, and I always tell people that moisturizing our hair is a two-step process because if you look at the nature of a moisturizer, you know, it's going to be water-based, you know, and water loves to evaporate. That's just what it does. You know, if you leave a little water on the counter, eventually it's going to evaporate and go away. The same thing on our cuticle. If we just spray like aloe vera juice or water on our hair and that's it, you know, our hair is going to become dry very fast again. However, putting that second step, whether it's a light oil or a butter on the hair on top of that moisture will help to retain that moisture a lot longer. So I think oils and butters are amazing. There's tons of scientific data showing the benefits of oils, not only on our hair, but our scalp as well. So that's like Mm -hmm. the biggest misconception right now. Um, Another misconception that I kind of had to break through too very early on was there were some people saying that when you um, wash your hair, only use a co-wash and don't use shampoo, you know, and that was really sometime and, and even now right. some people you know um believe in that but the thing about co-washing is that co-washes are good like they do a great job at moisturizing the hair and giving you that added hydration that your hair needs however a co-wash is not a suitable replacement to a shampoo now mm-hmm co-washes will have a little bit of cleansing surfactants and cleansing surfactants are ingredients that remove oil, build up, dirt, you know, things of that nature. So your co-wash will have a little bit in there, but it's not enough to effectively cleanse the scalp and the hair. So that's why I was saying earlier, you know, always look for like a moisturizing or a hydrating shampoo because your shampoos are going to have enough cleansing surfactants to effectively cleanse the hair and the scalp. So I don't recommend co-washing only, you know, um, If you want to do that in the middle of the week, you know, in between your wash days, you can do that, but I wouldn't replace it completely. Um, so I would say those are like, like the biggest, like the biggest two misconceptions, I would uh-huh. say, um, if I was to throw another one in there. Oh yeah. Um, the, the most common one, black hair, um, black hair doesn't grow. You know, I think oh, that, yeah. <laughs> I think uh-huh. that's the misconception as well. Um, our hair grows. Our hair is always growing. I think the thing is learning to retain that length, you Mm -hmm. know, because the growth is coming from here, you know, but you have to realize that you're dealing with the oldest parts of your hair, which happens to be the ends and your ends are the most fragile. So if you are not caring for your ends properly, you're going to think black hair doesn't grow, but no, it's just more so learning how to take care of your hair and not just your scalp and, you know, this part, but also down here too. So you can see the length that your body wants to give you. Yes. Oh, that's so well said. So well said. I don't, I don't think we even envision it like that, that yes, our mm-hmm. ends are the oldest part of our mm-hmm. hair. And you're right. Black hair does grow. I, at least for me, it, every time I get a protective scalp, scalp okay. you, some new growth, you know what I mean? Like, yes, your hair grows. Um, yeah. And again, going back to promoting the importance of protective styles, at least for my hair, I've learned when I'm not manipulating it, 
it mm-hmm. does its best. It flourishes. Yeah, it does. And so, you know, and again, I love the the privilege and the luxury that comes with being a woman of color that I do get to do these things with my hair. But it's also right. like, you know, sometimes it's like, hey, sis, you got to give it a rest too. Like, hey, mm-hmm. maybe after this protective style, you got to let your hair breathe for a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it can kind of, you know, and then go back to another style. And I think that's something that we all, you know, we're just all learning. We're all on different parts of our journey with our hair. Absolutely. Um, but um, definitely, again, like what you said about, yes, black hair can grow. Um, the the co-wash, I was going to say another word, but co-wash, I'm so glad because I, it definitely had a hold on me. I definitely <laughs> was a co-washer. I, I'm learning now that you can pre-poo and then shampoo but um but yes I had to I had to learn to get let the thing go because I love how I made my hair feel soft but it was like but your hair is not clean (laughs) and you got to wash your hair and get that build up out right yeah Yeah. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm. it's so much we can learn um tell tell us this while you you know were forming curly chemistry excuse me you saw that there was a need in the community can you say, or can you share, like, what were some of the, the challenges that you experienced um, in just forming your platform and making this a space where women can come to you for solutions for their hair? Yeah, I mean, I would say the biggest challenge, um, and, and, and I think this comes with just any, for anyone mm-hmm. who wants to build a platform in general, mm-hmm. um, I would say it can be a number of things. It can be internal yeah. challenges and it can also mm-hmm. be external challenges. So for me, one of the internal challenges that I had first is being consistent. You know, um, anytime mm-hmm. you're building something, whether it's a business, a platform, a social media, anything, um, you will come across the challenge of, man, I really don't feel like filming today. Or man, I don't really mm-hmm. feel like this. You know? So that was a challenge for me early on, just showing up every week you know and even now you know three years in I still struggle with that but I'm a little bit better now but I'm I'm learning that this is bigger than me and that's Mm. something that that I would say that fuels my consistency now before it was like I just like to make YouTube videos but now I'm realizing that women are saying we value you thank you so much Mm -hmm. you're doing so much for our community and now I'm like okay wait this is bigger than me let me get myself together and stay focused (laughs) and do what I gotta do you know so I would say that was a challenge for me um initially the second Mm -hmm. one internally was imposter syndrome you know Mm -hmm. like yes like, who do I think I am to, to have this platform, to share this information? Like, I'm yeah. not 20 years deep in the, in the industry, you know, like, like who, like, who am I? So I had to get over mm-hmm. that. I had to realize, mm-hmm. like, no, I have value. I give value. I know yeah. what I'm talking about. I, I have the results, you know, from the work yeah. that I'm talking about, you know, so mm-hmm. I had to get over that imposter syndrome. And I think it's a journey because I feel like, the, the more you elevate and the the more you you grow in life, you're always going to have these little things that's like, oh, you sure you can do that? Or you you think yeah. so, you know, the, like these little doubts, but you have to remember, you know, that it's a part of the process, you know, and the more you overcome these things, the more you grow and the stronger you mm-hmm. get. So those are like the biggest two internal challenges, yeah. the ex- the external challenges I would say I had early on and a little bit now is breaking 
the misconceptions that a lot of women have. Because mm-hmm. you have to remember, these are things that people have believed all their life. Black right. hair is bad. Black yeah. hair can't grow. My hair is going to be dry. I got to wear wigs all the time. And when I'm trying to tell mm-hmm. them, like, no, no, there's a different way. Some of the yeah. challenges were, no, you're wrong. You know, so it's like, that's a challenge too. Yeah. Dealing with yes, just think that they know what they know. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Just kind of breaking mm-hmm. those conceptions even down to the co-washing rumor you know and the oils and butters rumor so I feel like as new rumors come about because they're always going to come regardless you know just breaking those things down and giving truth you know so there's that and then I would say the last challenge is maybe like dealing with like trolls online I mean but that just comes with the territory too you know but outside of that these things have made me um a better how can I say a better um, influencer, I guess, yeah. you know, um, it's made me a better businesswoman and it and has mm-hmm. made me better in general, you know, because I feel like when you enter into this space, you in a sense have to know who you are and you have yeah. to have a level of confidence. So when these little yeah. things come, you can mm-hmm. just say, bop, bop, I'm good. We're going right. to stay focused. <laughs> okay. No, you, I mean, you're exactly right. I, I just want to first just so much respect for you sharing about imposter syndrome. I, I think, mm-hmm. honestly, again, don't have the research for me right now, but I, I definitely think that's one of those things um, that uh, women experience the most. And I think in particular, Black women, um, the idea of imposter syndrome, the, the idea that they're not enough. And it's like, oh, you're more than enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like you said, working through that uh, consistency one thing I have learned uh, just through this journey and, and other paths is consistency brings results. Absolutely. And uh, right. So what I learned is, or what that taught me is like, I don't, it doesn't have to be pretty. <laughs> like I don't have to mm-hmm. be excited about it all the time. I don't always have to be energetic. Like sometimes I might have to roll out my bed or crawl to it. But if I'm yeah. consistent, yeah. that's right. There'll be a result. And so that I, I mean, mm. Just so show true. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, show up. Um, mm-hmm. I, I love that. I love those. I love that you are so honest about it and so open. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that when we do that, when we can show our vulnerability, um, but yeah. still show up, that it allows other people to be like, oh, okay, I can show up like this too and grow. And that's, again, it's just, that's very beautiful. I'm just really touched by that. Mm-hmm. Um, before we, uh, before we wrap up, I want you to share what is what advice or um, what would you share with someone who wants to look into getting into this field, be that um, hair care, right? As far as wanting to do a, a hair care line, um, maybe wanting to follow behind with what you're doing as far as like you having a ripple effect, like, hey, maybe I want to get into this field and talk about hair care or just showing up right into a new mm-hmm. field. What advice mm-hmm. would you give to them? Yeah, I mean, I would say, um... Hmm. Okay. So for the, if, if it's okay, can I break it down from those three? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So for the person who's just, you know, as you said, just, just trying to show up, you know, um, the biggest thing I would say is just take it one day at a time, but yeah. plan for the days, you know? Mm-hmm. So one thing I like to do, like even right here, I have like my, my little daily planner. I always keep yeah. one of these you know um 
there's a scripture that says, you know, write the vision, make it plain, you know, like write it out, write that thing out, you know, and um, it's something when we have it up here, that's great, but it's, it takes it to a whole nother level. It activates the thing once you put it on paper and you can see it. So I would just say like, have a plan, think about what's the goal. Like maybe you are trying to be an influencer or maybe you're trying to start a business or maybe you're trying to grow whatever, write out what your goal is and what the next three steps are to get to that goal. And just just take it piece by piece by piece, be consistent and show up and you're going to see the results, you know? So that's my my advice there for the, the second person who wants to possibly do this, you know, and talk about hair care and maybe, maybe even be a cosmetic chemist one day. And I get those requests mm-hmm. too, you know? Um, and if you do want to be a cosmetic chemist, please email me. I have like a little frequently asked question, like sheet already about like, what it's like to be a cosmetic chemist and what, what does the day-to-day look like? I can send that to you. So just let me know. Um, yeah. But I would say the biggest thing is networking, you know, yeah. like network because yeah. this field isn't like a huge field. It's almost mm-hmm. like a secret society in a sense mm-hmm. where your first job typically comes from someone who's already in the industry. So mm-hmm. I would say yeah. for those who want to do cosmetic chemistry, um, especially like in college, you know, if you can major in a science, whether that's biology or chemistry or chemical engineering, that'll help to give you that foundation. And I will also say like, start to learn more about like just hair care. And if it's skincare you're interested in, just 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 learn as much as you can. I would even get connected mm-hmm. with these Society of Cosmetic Chemists. That is a website. And I want to say it's sec.org, but that is a huge platform to get connected to more about this field and everything. So I would just say, start off in science, learn as much as you can and do networking to get to this place of becoming a cosmetic chemist. Um, So yeah, I would say that. And then for someone who will start a hair care Mm -hmm. line, my advice to you would be um, know what you want to create. Think about how Mm -hmm. you can stand out because yes, there are a lot of brands coming out pretty much almost every day. And some people may get discouraged and say, you know, what's the point of me coming out with my line? There's so many other natural hair care lines. Yes, but there's only one you. And and what makes you, you is what makes your brand going to stand out, you know? And I would just say, think about innovation. Think about what's, what's Hmm. out there that's not done you know or what's or what's not here yet that you see in your mind or what is here that can be better you know all of that is innovation you know so I would say think about that um what else I would say um don't compare your journey to anyone and that's for all three sections here you know compare your journey um learn as much as you can continue to show up and know Mm -hmm. that you know what you see in here is evidence of what will be your reality as long as you stick to it don't give up no I I well said truly like I was just taking it in um Mm -hmm. I I love that Mm -hmm. especially when it's like there's only one you so let's remember that like yes yes things can be saturated yes there can be all of these but they don't have your thoughts they don't have your vision yeah you are you are the secret sauce when it mm-hmm. comes down to it, you're the secret sauce. That's it. Your, your DNA, the way you think, you know, no one thinks like you, yeah. you know, no That's one right. can do 
this thing, like you can do it. And that's the secret sauce. And your audience is going to find you. As long as you stay true to yourself and don't try to be like this person, this person, this person, your audience is going to attract to you like honey to a bee. They're going to be your people. And as long as you continue to serve your people and create solutions for your people, you're going to elevate, you know? So I'm off my soapbox now. (laughs) No, no, you, you preaching. Like, I'm just sitting here like, yes, let me just sit, take it all in. Like, I, I'm, I'm loving that. Uh, That's so true. And again, you guys, consistency brings results. So no matter what, my suggestion is choose the healthy things to be consistent in, but they're going to bring results. Um, One more thing, where can people find you? Yes, yes. So they can find me on YouTube um, under Curly Chemistry. You can also find me at curlychemistry.com. You can find me on Instagram at curly.chemistry, Facebook, Curly Chemistry. Uh, What else? What else? What else? TikTok, Curly Chemistry. And of course, if you want to contact me, you can email me at ilearn at curlychemistry.com. Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much. For, for being a guest on Deep Condition Combos. Yes, and thank you for having me. <laughs> yes.